Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the podcast for the fastest game on two feet and America's fastest growing sport. Here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Hello, lacrosse lovers, and welcome back to another episode of Lacrosse and Sport, coming to you with my co-host from the West Coast. Steve, good evening to you. How are you? I'm doing great. That rhymes. That was the first time you said that. I know. I didn't even mean to do that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just on today. <laughs> you're a poet, and you didn't know it. I think you're on because we got a great guest uh, on our show today, and we're both excited about it. We've been wanting to get him on here for a few weeks now, and yeah. it's finally come to fruition. He had to go off on some Europe tour after he won the big championship. Marcus Holman, welcome to the program. <laughs> Roger, Steve, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's been a, a crazy, crazy month here for me, but i um, glad I could get on the show. Awesome. Did you go to Disneyland in Europe? <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> All right. um, but, yeah, you know, I had, had quite, the, uh, quite the experience over there, uh, obviously coming off a championship and, and really enjoying some – uh, some high quality vacation, but also, uh, you know, doing some lacrosse coaching over there and, and really, I think, inspiring some, some European players. Um, we ran a, a clinic in Lisbon, Portugal with about 15 local Portuguese national players. And then we went over to Barcelona and we had a clinic of about 50 players, uh, from seven different countries. Guys flew in from, from, uh, France and the UK and Belgium. I'm actually wearing a Belgium lacrosse shirt right now. Um, wow. so is it, it was, chocolate? It was, is it chocolate covered? They, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but they, they were saying that it was arguably the biggest clinic that has ever been run in Europe. So just overall a great trip to, uh, to kind of close out summer. Wow. Ambassador fantastic. Of the game. Ambassador of the game. That's fantastic. Um, so, so let's, let's talk about the game. Steve and I actually did a whole episode on it. Uh, minus you, of course, you were unavailable at the time, <laughs> but it was huge news, you know, uh, first championship of the Ohio machine, and obviously Ohio uh, was denied a championship courtesy of those damn Terps, <laughs> um, but uh, but you brought a Sorry. championship, you and your teammates brought a championship to Ohio, so, you know, what did that mean to you guys? Yeah, it, it definitely, um, I think it fueled us a little bit, you know, and I think that the surrounding community in the area was really yearning for a championship. Um, you know, Ohio State had, had a fantastic season, and um, you know, certainly Maryland w- were the rightful champs. But um, you know, it, it, it was an unbelievable feeling, I think, to be a part of a franchise that you know I, I've been there um, since the the second season of the Ohio Machine when I was drafted, and we were two and twelve, and to be able to build build the program like I mentioned, and, and go to the playoffs. Uh, in year three, you know, lose to Rochester playoffs again in year four. Um, you know, we, we, I think we lost to Rochester back to back years in the playoffs. And then last year, obviously the, the gut wrenching defeat, um, to Denver to be able to see it come to fruition this year was, was really special. Yeah. Especially in a rematch, right? I mean, that's, that's gotta be yeah. really special, a little bit of payback. 
Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, thank well, you. Thank you for giving a little props over there at the University of Maryland, my alma <laughs> no mater, problem. the yeah. Terps after 42 years, you know, going the distance finally. So uh, thanks for that. That was classy. Um, okay. I got got a question for you. I, I'm always curious, you know, when so much is on the line, how and like, what did you feel in the moment personally? And then how did you feel like the team just moments after and in the locker room or on the plane ride home or bus ride? What were you guys going through? Kind of yeah, I think I think we'll you know we showed up Friday and, and had a great practice. I think from the moment we stepped in the the uh, the Star Center in Frisco, um, you know that that's just such a top quality facility for a lacrosse game. Um, you know we, we knew there was going to be a good crowd. There ended up being around eight thousand people there. They were super into the game. They were loud. Um, and I think I think you know you you get that that feeling you get when when it's the day before a championship. You know you're you're fired up but you want to contain your emotions as best you can and um you know we, we tried not to, to play into the whole rematch thing the revenge thing too much because if you know that that'll just bog you down if, if you start thinking about that so you know we knew that um you know we deserve to be there and that denver did as well you know i think if you look at the entire season you know ohio and denver were neck and neck at the at the top of the standing so you know we knew we were gonna have to play a really top quality game to to compete with them uh, you know, as the game unfolded, I think there was a crucial point in in the third quarter where Denver goes up 10-6, uh, and we get the TV timeout um, with about five minutes left in the third quarter. And uh, to be honest, I you know I never let the doubt creep into my mind. I don't know if it creeped into any of our other teammates' mind, but you know I I Nate felt like I had melatonin. to speak up and say something to the, the team, and I, I told them melatonin. that. Um, you know, I asked them why they were feeling so sorry for themselves. I looked around at our team and our body language was terrible. Guys were making stupid penalties uh, on the offensive end. We were taking selfish shots. And I just explained to them that, you know, that's not what got us here. And, and it was, you know, I had to kind of flip the switch in their minds. Like we're so much better than the performance that we're, we're putting on the field right now. And um, I just asked them, like, you know, how do you want to go out? Do you want to go out like this, getting your, your ass kicked by – by a team on the, on the biggest stage of our sport, or do you want to stand up and do something about it? And, you know, I, I think hopefully that, that sparked something in our guys. Peter Baum woke up after that. Um, oh, did you he? Know, we, we score, <laughs> yeah, we score, we score three straight assisted goals. And then when we, when we got it to 10-9, you know, we, we knew, you know, the, the switch was officially flipped. You know, we, we knew we were in the game. So um, I think that was a crucial point for sure in, in the championship. Yeah, well, you know, I got a, I got a headline here. From um, uh, ABC News Six in Texas, of all places, <laughs> and it actually says scolding scolding by Holman spurs Sheens to championship. They called you the oh, Sheens, yeah. uh, as in Charlie Sheen. It's spelled S H E E N S. That's great. <laughs> Is that what you guys go uh, by? Like you call yourself yeah, the Sheens? It, just just kind of like a running running nickname. Um, Tom Schreiber actually came up with it, but is that an actual headline? It's an actual headline. Yeah, it's ABC oh, wow. News Six. Uh, on their website, uh, they're, you know, it's uh, it scolding by Holman. I, I like that. Yeah. You know, there, there was a lot made of that because, you know, Lacrosse Magazine discussed that. And, um, that, that you know, I was actually going to ask you about that, but you, you kind of went right there. Uh, yeah. The other question I wanted to jump, or not question, but um, there was a point in the game, I believe it was the third quarter, where you had three or four straight in a row. Was uh, it three in a yeah. row or four in a row? Yeah. 
that that was in in the fourth. In the fourth, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's when you started to start to kind of get it out of reach. Um, yeah. So so, what did that feel like? <laughs> uh, well, again, you know, as as the team, we started having team success. Right. Um, you know, I w- I was able to to just get comfortable, and I thought we were we started playing like our old selves. Guys were moving the ball, we're getting um, assisted goals, and uh, you know, it started with with a man up where you know Denver jumped out. And, and shut off Tom Schreiber, and that was something we hadn't seen all year. And um, you know, we're, we were down by one at the time, and uh, you know, I just I, I felt like I could get to, to ten yards and free my hand, so I stepped in and, and kind of just closed my eyes and shot it as hard as I could. And you know, once that went in, then you start gaining confidence. And um, you know, a couple minutes later, Jake Bernhardt finds me on a, on a thirty-yard pass, and I'm able to step in and, and let one rip. You know, and at that point, you score back-to-back goals in in the fourth quarter, and you're you know up by by two goals. You're you're in the zone, um, and I just remember just being really relaxed and and focused, and um, you know, and then by the time I I got the third one, it was just like, okay, I'm in I'm in a place that <laughs> mentally I I don't think I've ever been been before. Mm. You know, I, I I honestly I don't even I don't think I've ever scored three straight goals in a game in my entire life. <laughs> so, um, you know, to, to be able to do that in, in a, on a big stage is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I, I could do that and help my team win. And, um, you know, just, just a, an unbelievable fourth quarter. Um, I think we finished the game on a seven, seven, nothing run, which, you know, that's just, just a testament to, to our team's resilience. I think that's the word that comes to mind with me and just really special to be able to celebrate it with a, that, that group of guys and your influence and leadership. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a team game, you know, lacrosse is the ultimate team sport. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to have the comfort to speak to the team without the leadership of Kyle Harrison or, you know, the, uh, the, the craziness of Scott Rogers or the steadiness of Jake Bernhardt. And, um, you know, all those guys are, are influential in our success. And, you know, I just happened to meet, to be me where the, the ball was finding my stick and I was just letting it rip. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How do you celebrate Marcus after goals and after a big win like that? Which do you have anything that you do that just is come naturally? What, what do you do after? Cause I think celebration is really important and yeah. the success and the momentum of, you know, a, a game and a moment, a player or even on uh, you know, in a season. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think the first person I looked up in the stands to see was was my dad. Um, you know, I think this is maybe the only the third or fourth pro game that he's been to. Um, you know, he's been my coach my whole life, and he's been very influential on me just as a lacrosse player, but more so as a, as a human being. So I, you know, I gave him a, him a quick look, and to be honest, the uh, the, the tears followed very quickly after that. Um, just kind of like a just a very happy, but, but also like just an emotional drain, um, of literally just kind of leaving everything out on the field. And, you know, the first guys that I hugged were, were Kyle Harrison and Jake Bernhardt and, um, Dominique Alexander and Scotty Rogers, those guys that were there, you know, when we were two and 12 and, you know, that that's pretty powerful stuff. And, um, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to share that with them and, and yeah, you know, just, those hugs were, were really special and, and I won't forget that. 
um, you know, then it, it becomes, you know, the, the dog pile and the trophy, you know, I, we got to cut the net, which is something I, you know, again, never winning a major championship. You, you, you forget that all these things happen. And, um, but I think ultimately the best part of the whole thing is, is getting back to the locker room with the guys and, you know, what happens behind those closed doors will, will stay there. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, the dancing and the, and the, the music and the celebration and, you know, that's, that's the stuff that you live for. And that's why you, you, you push yourself and, and train to, to be the best is for moments like those. So that, that's so awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. The, um, so by the way, I'm sure you know this already, but it appears Scott Rogers, uh, re-signed. Yeah. So that, that's Fired good news. Up. Fired <laughs> up to have the big rig back. Yeah. He's, he's a yeah. great teammate and, you know, it just brings a good vibe and good energy to the team. So, sure. you know, he's, he's very capable of being a starting goalkeeper. I think, you know, Kyle Burnler is a coach at Cleveland State. Um, you know, I, I don't want to stir up any controversy right here, but I think we have the best one-two punch at goalie in, in the league, and I think that's really important. So and glad then, to have Raj back. And I think I think maybe perhaps the hardest position in all of sports, in all of sports, is to be goalie, period, in lacrosse, but goalie of the MLL where everybody's a sharpshooter. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, you it, got you got to have a couple couple screws loose up there to hop in cage and, <laughs> yeah. you know, those guys are to say the just least. an interesting breed yeah it's <laughs> just um, the resilience to come back also from you know goals shot on you and scored and being able to just recover and and get back into it keep your head straight staying confident yeah you know again like you train in the off season mentally and physically to be able to handle those moments and you know i, I something with me personally that I've, I've worked on over the years is just controlling that emotion. You know, I, anybody that knows me knows that, you know, I care deeply about the sport of lacrosse and I love competition and, um, you know, I'm an emotional person. I kind of, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So there's been a lot of, of training that's gone into that to, to keeping your composure when you're down by four goals in the third quarter, when, you know, maybe a couple of years ago I start panicking and, and, and freaking out and, you know, you start building up the, these stories in your head about what's going to happen and you know it takes away from your play so being able to stay calm and collected um, with the other guys on our team and, and for us to be able to bounce back yeah that was that was special yeah so steve i've actually um i've seen marcus uh, score in person uh remember the first time we met marcus i was at that launch game yeah uh, yeah you guys beat the launch it was actually quite a game you had several goals, and and I will say this: that you're emotional, definitely, and I, I could, you know, your passion is is definitely clear. But you, when you do score, you act like you've been there before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that unlike yeah, some wide receivers I, in the NFL, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think if you if you looked back a couple of years ago in my career, you wouldn't necessarily say that. I think that again, <laughs> that comes with with age and, and right. maturity, and and. Uh, and like I said, yeah, controlling those emotions, you know, I think there, there used to be games where, you know, I, I could barely, you know, lift myself up after, you know, win or loss. I would just be so, so emotionally drained. Um, and I've found that you can have the same level of production and influence without, you know, the, the, the extra unnecessary actions, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and just, and just maintaining, that that level-headedness from the first whistle to the last whistle so that's yeah it's been it's been a it's been a lot of training and you know i, I want to keep getting better because i think there's always room for improvement but um i think it, it paid off in, in the biggest game so this, this the all this conversation about emotions and managing your emotions kind of leads into a, a question that i really wanted to ask you for personal reasons as well 
what do you do to manage the down of like coming from such a high? Because I know for myself, when I have these extraordinary experiences, Dr. Oz or a TV show, whatever, and I'm riding high and then life goes back to normal, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm an emotional person as well. And <laughs> I have a challenging time managing those emotions. How do you do it? Yeah, I think, I think we'll, um, you know, I've, I've come to find that I, I try to meditate, you know, maybe once a week or so, um, which is really just, just kind of like flushing your brain out, just keeping you centered. Um, for me, I think it's finding the, the small victories in, you know, maybe the mundane things that you do in life, um, you know, and, and not being afraid to, to give yourself some, some, um, some love, you know, every, every, uh, when you accomplish something, um, I think the other thing is, you know, is, is, um, you know, just attacking every day and, and trying to improve little by little each day. Um, you know, you're not going to, there's not going to be a magic cure, uh, after one or two days of hard work. You know, it, I think one of my favorite quotes that I try to live by is, it just says modest improvement consistently done. So every day you're just trying to get a little bit better and just stack. Once you stack those days on top of each other, you know, in a month you'll see a little improvement in two months, you'll see improvement. And then, you know, over a year you can look back and say, you know, I, I, I grew X amount and I accomplished my goals. And, um, you know, so I, I think that's important. I think goal setting is, is still super important. I think, it's, it's funny. You find people that don't set goals for themselves. Um, and without that, I think you can become stagnant. Um, just, just in life in general. And, um, you know, I look back to, to the goals that I set for myself at the beginning of the, the, the major league lacrosse season. I, I honestly think I might've hit every single one or, cl or close to every single one. So, um, those are, those are important. Holding yourself accountable to those goals is, is a challenge and it's a fun way to live life. It's a great answer. Um, yeah. You know, it's, 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 and it's exactly, you know, it's clear to see why you're successful. You know, there's a lot more to it than just physical ability. You know, there's, it's a right. whole package. Um, I want to switch gears quickly because I know you're on a schedule and, um, you know, we want to uh, not take up too much of your time. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really interested in the Utes. Um, you, yeah. Your father is the head coach of uh, the the new Ute program. Well, it's not new anymore. Uh, you are the offensive coordinator. Can you tell us how that's going? It's it's been going great. Um, we just actually finished up a lift tonight with the team, so we were getting after it in the uh, in the weight room, uh, which is always fun. You know, uh, it's 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 been quite an experience um, to be able to coach, obviously under under my father, uh, who you know just for me to be able to see him, you know, fulfill his, his dream of, of running a program. And, um, you know, he's such a motivational person. He's, he's very, um, he speaks very well. He, he's very genuine. Um, and he, and he just loves, loves to be a coach and a leader. Uh, and then to have, you know, fellow, um, coaches, Adam Gittleman and Will Manny alongside me, uh, has, has been special as well. You know, um, these guys are, are lax rats. They love the game. They love to teach, they love to coach, um, and, and they want to be really good players as well. So, you know, just an example tonight, Will and I went side by side for a workout for, you know, 45 minutes straight and, you know, we could hardly stand up after it was over. Uh, and I think to be able to have that in your life, to be able to have peers that push you and, and 
you know, want to, you know, make you better is, is really important. You know, they say that you're the, the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And, and, you know, if, if Adam will and, and my dad are, you know, three out of those five, I, I think, you know, I'm going to be in a, in a good spot moving forward. So, um, you know, as far as the team goes, it's, it's been fun. Last year we lost in the first round of the MCLA tournament, um, really tough overtime loss to Chapman. Um, you know, th- we had tryouts a couple weeks ago. We were able to bring Tom Schreiber and Scott Ratliff out and, uh, they were just joined us as guest coaches and evaluators. And that was really fun to just to be have to be able to have more influence on some of these players that, you know, are from a Utah or from California and, and, and are maybe not exposed to the lifestyle of, of a kid, you know, like myself, you know, gr- growing up in Baltimore, I was able to go to Johns Hopkins games, you know, every Saturday. Some, some of these kids don't have that, that experience to be able to be around guys that are, are, are the, the, the pinnacle of our sport. So that was really fun. You know, we've, we're coming together as a team. I think the most gratifying part of this second year has been to see the leadership that we have returning from our guys that were with us last year and they know what it takes. Um, and you know, you can hear them be more vocal. It's, it's not the coaches always holding the other players accountable. It's, it's that peer to peer, that player to player interaction. That's been really fun to see this year. So, you know, it's only week two, but I like what, what I've, I've seen so far from our leadership and, and, uh, you know, it's definitely been an improvement in talent as well, which is exciting as, a, as an offensive coach. That's great, Steve. Are you taking any of the experiences you had this season into the coaching right now? And if you are, what experiences are you taking and what type of – what does it look like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, I, I, as best as I can during the summer, I, I try – to, to keep them separate, you know, I, I, when I show up, um, Friday night to, to be a player for the Ohio machine, you know, I want to be a player. I think, um, you know, again, you're, you're around guys that are, have been super successful. You know, I want to take my coach mask off and, and just be a player and be coached, you know, and, and try to just influence my, my teammates to the best of my ability. You know, no one likes, a, a guy that is a know-it-all or, or, you know, is trying to, to kind of dip his hand in, in everything, you know? So, so I, I, I try to separate them, but I think um, something I actually brought up to our team tonight was just about the importance of body language. Um, you know, we, it was a tough lift. Guys were struggling at the end and some guys heads were down and guys were bending over. And I just, you know, I, I emphasize the importance of body language and holding your chest up high and, and, taking a deep breath if, if the moment gets too big for you. Um, and, and, you know, those are something that I've, I've directly experienced as a player and it's fun to make those correlations, um, you know, from, from the playing field to, to kind of the, the, the coaching field, if you will. Very wise beyond your years, man. That's <laughs> no, awesome. just Seriously. I feel Honestly, like I, I mean, yeah. You know what it is? And the MLL is unique, Steve. And I'm, I'm telling Steve as if, like, I know something. But, but it's unique. I mean, you look at the, I look at the rosters, right? I mean, you're, you're a young man there, Marcus, but you're like an elder statesman because I know. it's a very young league. I mean, MLL, yeah. it's, a, it's a very youthful league because, you know, these as these guys get older and they're also juggling, you know, a lot of the other things, you know, you guys do to, to supplement your ancillary income to continue to be able to compete in the MLL. Um, they, they just start to not be able to keep up with the younger guys, you know, and they just, you know, it's, it's kind of how I feel when I'm in my men's league and, 
you know, it's become off-season college ball now. These kids are coming yeah. off of college and, you know, fresh off their seasons, and I'm out there trying to play MIDI. It's, it's like a joke. You know? Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, elaborate um, on that, if you will. It was funny. I was talking to Will yesterday, and I don't know what we were talking about, but it was something that was rallying us up, and it had something to do with the league. And it was – I don't know if it was – something to do with some young players or whatever. And I was like, dang, we're, we're the angry vets, um, you know, going into our, going into our sixth year now. And, and, you know, I remember showing up as a rookie and, you know, going a million miles an hour and, um, you know, trying to be that, that energetic player. And it's, 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 you know, you mentioned it's a young man's league. It, it is that because, you know, with the ML not being a full-time gig, it's, it's strictly on your plate um, to, to how good of shape you're in, how many reps you're getting up in the off season, you know, are you developing your offhand? Are you, you know, learning, are you watching film? Um, you know, so truthfully, the guys that are maintaining success for a long period of time are the guys that are, are working the hardest. You know, you look at Paul Rabel, uh, you look at Kyle Harrison, you look at Rob Pinnell, Tucker Durkin, um, you know, and I could go on and on. Those are just some of the guys that have had, you know, a really uh, successful run of, of their careers, um, you know, and, and there's no secret. Those guys are, are, they've dedicated their life to the sport. And um, I think it's, it's, again, it's cool to see, you know, there's, there's no, there's no secret to success. Those guys aren't, you know, <laughs> maybe take Paul out of the equation because Paul is, is a freak athlete, but um, you know, those other guys, Rob and, and Will Manny and, and Adam Gittleman and, and, you know, you could go on and on with the guys that maybe aren't naturally blessed with the most athletic ability, but you know, they, they work hard and, uh, it, it pays off for sure. There's a great quote by Casey Powell, um, says work hard in silence and let success make all the noise. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Um, you know, and I think, I think you, I've, again, as you grow and mature, uh, and, and with the rise of social media, you know, um, you know, I think it's important to, to maintain that, that level of humility and, and, you know, every workout doesn't need to be documented on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you know, it's, it's, you work hard in silence and, and let your success speak volumes for you. I think that's, that's a really great quote. Yeah. Well, yeah. And another, one of my favorite, uh, elder statesmen, he's a mutual friend of ours, Kyle Hartzell, you know, that guy, when impressed me so much about Kyle, when we were all together for that summer camp, but by the way, I want to bring that up again. I'm going to segue into that in a second, <laughs> but uh, um, what I remember you guys after camp, you know, you'd be teaching these kids all morning, you know, roasting out there in the Florida sun, and then you'd hydrate and, you know, get some food, and before we meet up with you for dinner, you and Kyle were going off and doing your workouts, you know, that that, that really impressed me, and it, I, it, it struck me that Kyle has that same kind of work ethic. Yeah, know? yes. I mean, Kyle's, again, you know, uh, there are so many guys I could name, but Kyle, Kyle has been very influential on me, and um, you know, doing those camps together, he took me under his, his wing when I was a rookie, he was on the Ohio machine and, you know, he was the first guy to ever invite me to come work a camp with rogue lacrosse. And, um, you know, I remember it was like, Hey, you know, we've, we've coached all day, but you know, coaching isn't working out. There's, there's a difference between coaching and, and training. And, um, you know, I think I, I fed off that and, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. And Kyle, again, you know, there's no, there's no secret why Kyle has had success. That guy works his ass off. Um, you know, he's constantly training. He's constantly trying to make himself better. So, yeah, good shout out for Hartsy there. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He was, he was a lot of fun. That was, that was such a fun weekend uh, or week with you guys. Um, yeah. 
speaking of which, you know, I know we, we had a conflict this year, um, much to the dismay of my, especially my high school boys. They're, uh, they're like, uh, coach, where's, where's, Hol- where's Holman? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this year guys are like, oh, yeah. man. You know, they were, they yeah. were disappointed. Of course, you know, McGill brothers are amazing. Um, you know, uh, Sam Fertroski is there. I'm hoping we can mesh our schedules. I know you're like twice as busy as you are, you were then when you did it for us last time, but we'd love to get yeah. back out to Florida. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I'd love to get down and then help out and try to, uh, just, you know, I, I think when I go out anywhere and coach youth or, or middle school or high school kids, um, you know, my, my goal is to, to just inspire and, you know, sometimes you will, sometimes you won't, but, um, you know, it's become more than just about teaching X's and O's. It's, it's become, you know, about life skills and, and motivating and, you know, trying to be the best person and be the best high school you, you can be. And, um, so yeah, you know, hopefully we can, we can make it work next summer or something. I'm going to put out an email and have you guys all copied and see if we can mesh that and make it happen. And we, we actually, d- despite, um, you know, you're not being able to make, make it this year because of the growth of the sport here and because of the product that, you know, performance sports systems and the McGill brothers put on, we grew the camp, Steve, by what? We have probably had 20 more guys out there. Yeah, we had almost a hundred. Wow. Yeah, we had almost a hundred. You know, so, awesome. so, so it's growing and, um, you know, we, we certainly would love for you to be a part of that because you do connect with the kids. They, they can, they can, you can't BS kids, you know, um, they can <laughs> yeah. read right there. You know that as well as anybody. Right. Um, so, uh, well, I really appreciate your time. I want to congratulate you, uh, Marcus on, you know, a great career and I, 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 want, I really hope it continues. I hope this is the first of many. You finally mm-hmm. got the big one. I know you came close <laughs> in college. Um, and uh, you know you've earned it. You, your team has earned it. You've earned it. Thank and, you. Uh, we're all we're all very proud of what you've accomplished. Any <laughs> any final thoughts there, Steve? Thanks. Yeah, I just I want to commend you, obviously, for the season and for your play and your uh, being an ambassador to the game of lacrosse. But more for you as an individual, Marcus. You're an extraordinary person and an individual. Um, you've impressed me once and here again a second time so keep doing keep doing you and keep getting better and i'm uh grateful to see you at the top <laughs> you guys are making me blush over here <laughs> don't cry it. on us i appreciate it <laughs> yeah <is> okay. <laughs> I, I think uh you know I, I think once you get a taste of it now it's like oh man like i i you know i'd never want to go another season without holding that that trophy up at the end so um yeah you know i'll be back next year for sure and and you know again i i hope that i'm with the same core group of, of teammates and guys that will push me and, and make me better and um yeah I, I appreciate the kind words guys it's always fun talking to you and you know whenever you uh are down to do another one just you have my number so thanks again and and we'll uh we'll move forward from here that sounds all great. right well, I'm gonna uh, call you. I'm gonna call you, AKA the Terminator. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, exactly. Well, Thank let's you. get you. Let's get you off to that dinner we're holding you up for. Um, again, one, m- much appreciated, Marcus Holman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, MLL champion. Lax Thanks, on, Marcus. <laughs> Thanks, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.